Friends, welcome back to The Choice. My name is Marshall. Jonathan. Guys, we got part two. We're really excited about this episode. This is one of the coolest things me and Jonathan have heard. Honestly, like... Seriously, I mean, crazy. It's so crazy. So part one, we were just... We we start delving into how the Chinese language... And it's understanding this is important... The Chinese language is different. They it's more of a picture language, whereas we have an alphabet that's just represents um, like noises. Like A is uh. Yeah. A doesn't mean anything else but uh. And that those all came from pictures, but they were they formed they transformed over time, right? Supposedly. But but the but the Chinese language like one letter can mean like four different things. Yes. And it can even each part of of the letter or, or of the symbol can mean it's it's a it's a it's a picture. Mm-hmm. And so what? And he he's going through what's what's the guy's name? Uh, Reverend Kong He. Kong He. Okay, I, yeah, you got that up there. I never actually learned his name. Yeah. When I was listening to it, it's it's hard to remember because his name is Kong. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just like, well, is it Kong? You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> yeah, just right. hard to hard to really like. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but I, it's hard for me to remember too. It's just it's just amazing when you when you understand. So part one, he was talking about how the the Chinese like because. The uh, to to be to be a religious person in Chinese, there's an assumption that you have to be Buddhist, Taoist, or Confucianist. Mm-hmm. And what he what he demonstrates is that the Chinese language is about 4,500 years old. Those religions actually came basically right on the heels of Christ's coming. Six, five, and six. Five BC. and six BC is right when those religions yeah. came. The Chinese languages. 2500 years older than that than that yeah so and, they believe they believed in a sovereign one sovereign god mm-hmm. for 2496 years approximately yeah before all those religions came into play right they were monotheistic they were monotheistic right and they believed in the god called shang shangdi and he was he had the same characteristics the same um nature as the God of the Old Testament. As Jehovah, right? Yahweh. So, yeah, we kind of talked a little bit about our theory um, that basically after, you know, after the flood, you've got those, what, four families, mm-hmm. right? Noah and his three sons. And right. And they all had wives. And after that, that's 4,500 years ago. So depending on where they went or where, I mean, that's where all the civilization is. That's where we can trace back to where we came from. Well, obviously, they had a boom after the flood because then we have Babylon. Right. And I think from Babylon is where like we all get separated, right? Right. So and he is uh Kong He is going to explain that to you, uh or to us and yeah. in in his in this language and how it's actually written in the language. Yeah, and he, he he talks about the three main events, right? Creation, the flood, and the Tower of Babel. That's right. Mm-hmm. And he says that those three things are gonna be recorded in history. And and you're gonna see. I mean, you know, we've talked about this before, but you know, the flood is in every uh, every, every culture. culture. Yeah. The you know the creation account is in every culture, and then the Tower of Babel. I don't know if it's in every culture, but it's in almost all the cultures. So these three historic events that certainly happened are recorded in all of human history, and it's demonstrated in the actual Chinese language. And he's been getting into that a little bit. Yeah, just because the Nephilim, uh, Nimrod or Gilgamesh wrote uh, an epic. Doesn't mean that he was the author of the flood. You know what I mean? Right. Like that that flood story is in South America, 
And I mean, it's in every it's culture. Yeah. yeah, it's in every culture. Kent Hovind has a really good bit. He he goes through like eight different uh, it's, eight different flood stories and, and how they all have the same story, same just story. in a little bit of different. You yeah, kind of. It's basically from their culture's perspective how it happened. So the flood. I mean, we're we'll get into the flood in actual detail just to, just to show the pure yeah, scientific evidence of it. But the floods certainly happen, and this is something that actually Peter talks about in Second. I don't know if it's Second Peter, but talking about how the scoffers are going to come and they're going to be ignorant of the of the coming judgment and of the flood, and, yeah. and the people are going to are going to try and deny the flood. And you, we, I showed him, I showed you that thing uh, on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast where that guy was talking. He was talking about the. He was he was in the desert, but he was he was uh, um, witnessing these like ripples in the sand, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how well this used to be underwater. Yeah, and I'm like, well, Durr. yeah, it yeah. was the flood. Like, yeah. but of course, that's no, you can't, you can't have the flood. But no. it's it's everywhere. So that's totally off, kind of off topic. But the flood is certain. You can't deny the flood. Yeah, well, it's going to be mentioned here though. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and jump right into the the video and continue from where we were yesterday. And so that we can actually like uh, see where Kong He takes us with this, it's it's going to be again. This is amazing information. Uh, it's going to blow your mind, continuously blow your mind, and it's going to correct that old way of thinking, and 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 really enlighten all of us. So yeah. here we go. Look at verse seven right now. And the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew they were naked. Now, how do you write the word naked? Get the screen now. Notice it got to do with now. Watch it got to do with your clothing. Your covering is gone when you eat of the guozi, the food. So the first time naked came in, it got to do with covering gone because of a fruit. Genesis. Now look at verse eight. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God from the trees of the garden. Now Adam went into hiding. How do you write this word hide? His body, shenti, nai, is nai. superimposed to the tree. So his body is the tree. In other words, you can't see him. He's hiding behind the tree. Man wasn't hiding. Why? He felt the guilt and shame of sin. How do you write guilt? Well, look at the screen. Look, it is. It got to do with heart. Sing zi pang, your heart. And the devil got into your heart. Ni sing li you go now, what happened? The devil got into the foothold of man's life. Well, with, with, with the fall of man, sin becomes a part of human nature. So by the time we come to Genesis chapter 4, the first crime ever committed was recorded. It has to do with two brothers. Who are the two, two brothers? Cain and Abel. So what happened? Well, Cain killed Abel. All right? So, the brother become murderer. Are you right? Murder. Notice it looks almost the same. And look at Genesis 4 verse 15. Cain pled for mercy. God, please, you know, please, if, if, if you banish me right now, I, everybody's going to attack me. God said, all right, I'm going to have a special protection over you, but you'll be marked for life. Look at Genesis 4. In verse 15, and the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone find him should kill him. How do you write the word shung or murder? It is a man's head or face, and it was mark. You see, that is murder. Mark on Cain's head. Right in ancient times, all the story of 
creation was recorded in their writings. Now we come to the flood in Genesis chapter 7. Look at Genesis chapter 7 and verse 7. So Noah with his sons, his wife and his son's wife swam into the ark because of the waters of the flood. What is the Chinese word for a big boat? Chuan. Everybody say Chuan. Chuan. Right. Have you, how many of you have written this as a Chinese in primary school? Put up your hand. You see, you're writing this, but you're writing Genesis story and you don't even know. How do you write Chuan? Look, look. A tow, a boat with eight people. Pa. You say, why eight people in the boat? Because chapter 7 and verse 7 says, Noah and his wife, two people, three sons, that makes it five, and three daughter-in-laws, that's eight. The, the first time boat was used, eight people was, were inside. Recorded in Chinese history. Now we come to the Tower of Babel. Okay, so we got, just want a little, little recap here. This is just amazing, right? Hopefully you guys are understanding some of this or understanding all of it and it's just blowing your minds because our minds are being blown as we're watching it for the third time now. yes exactly. we're getting so excited about this because this is like so cool i love the last part about the boat because what i was saying to jonathan is um they're learning the genesis story as children as children without even knowing without it. without even knowing it <laughs> he says what does he say so you're talking about a 4500 year old unbroken history right Right, 5,000-year-old unbroken history. Yeah. The first time that boat was used. Right. 4,500 to 5,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. It had eight people in it, he said. Yeah. That's the that's the letter for boat, is a boat with eight people in it. Yes, a boat with... <laughs> and he says, why is that? Because in Genesis 7-7, it that's says right. there was eight people on the boat. Eight people on the boat. So to, so to recap, we got... The word for naked is your covering is gone because of a fruit. Mm -hmm. That's the word. Lu, uh, lu, I don't know how to say it. L u o lu lo. I can't remember how, how to pronounce it. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's it. Adam and Eve hid from Yahweh. Uh, his body is the tree. They hid in the trees. Yes, he came superimposed with the tree. So. Right. In yeah. other words, he's hiding behind the tree. Yes. The word for guilt is. The, the way that he says it is the devil gets into your heart. Yes. That's the word for guilt. So he draws the heart and then he, sh he draws the devil next yeah. to it. Then you've got Cain and Abel. The first, like you said, the first crime, I would say the second crime, the first crime was by Satan, but whatever. Yeah. Semantics. I know, what he's, I know what he's saying. First human crime, yeah. And then so you got the word for murder is the mark. Like the mark right. of Cain. Right, but it, brother and, and yeah. murderer... Those two That's words right. look almost identical. That's right. Uh, except for the opening on the top of the brother, right? Right. With, a, with the mark on it. Mm -hmm. Then if you just take the mark off, right. that right there is the word for, for murder. Right, exactly. Right, not murderer, but murder. Yeah. So the mark of Cain is the word for murder. Right. And then you've got the word for big boat, Chuan, which is which, boat with eight people. So the square represents a face, uh -huh. right? And the X is the, rep is the, represents the mark, the mark on the face. Yeah, yeah, right. That's wild, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so good. Yeah, it's just, uh, I hope, that you, if anyone's watching this that's not a believer, I hope you're thinking, huh, that's kind of a coincidence. That's pretty crazy that uh, the most one of the most ancient languages in, in history is telling the, the whole story of the Bible. Yeah, like um, almost like verbatim. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so ingrained in the, the culture. That their words form the story. 
Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. This is this is that's incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. The deeper you go, you know, if you if you pray that prayer, Lord, just reveal yourself to me. Man, mm. I prayed that when I was nineteen, I guess, when I was on my journey to like, okay, God, are you real? You know. Yeah. And now I'm here. What? However many years later, I'm I'm tw- thirty one, and I'm seeing this video, and I'm it's just like God has, has revealed Himself. It's a new thing. Yeah, it's it's new. This is new to me. Like I've been a believer since I was fourteen, and now I'm I've been seriously diligently seeking the Lord since I was nineteen, and He's continued to to reveal Himself to me in the ways that I think. Okay, I think I'm beginning to understand him a little bit more and then a whole new Boom, yeah. window opens up and i'm like oh wow there's so much more i didn't even know about god like for, for me whenever i heard about jesus right rising again right mm-hmm. and leaving the tomb and then them finding the the sheet oh yeah folded up uh-huh and left on the side i was like oh, okay so what right and then they're like well in those days if the king was eating his meal, mm-hmm. right, and he was done with the meal, if he wasn't gonna if he wasn't gonna return, he would just throw the rag out there and let it, and then the servant would come and clean it up. Oh, okay. But if, since it's folded up, what it's saying is that he will return. He's gonna return. That's crazy. I didn't know that. It's bananas, dude. <laughs> it's so cool, man. It's so ridiculously cool. Yeah. You just. And I just, I mean, I found that out probably a year ago, and I was like, what? That's crazy, like, that's dude. just amazing, man. It's just, you know, when God has revealed himself, to me, it's a certainty, right? It's There's no like, there's no more yeah. where I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure God, like, no, I could be wrong. It's like, I don't have that really anymore in my mind. That's I have good, a, man. I have a certainty. You know, like, I am more well, that certain. that gives you authority. I love it when Chuck, Chuck Missler says, he says, I'm more certain that Jesus is the Messiah than I am of my own name. And he, and he says, and I can prove that mathematically. You know, I don't even, I don't even, know, how, I don't even know how he does that, but I love that because it's he like he says things though that are pretty yeah, wild. I love it, dude. Yeah, but that's how that's how I am today. Like I, I'm so certain. I don't think this is a high probability. I'm not like oh, the, oh this is it's certain, man. He's so certain. And then when 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 God reveals stuff like this, it's like, dude, this is just so cool. This is just yeah. him, like, just in to me, it's showing just, off. This is just enjoying, like, like, like <laughs> showing off. Yeah, it's just like, like like a dad. He's like, hey man, you want to come check this out? You know, check with, this out. With, with your son, you want to be like, hey man, come check this out. I want to show you something yeah. really cool. And hopefully, you, the son appreciates it. Yeah, they do when they until they get to be teenagers, and then I, this new <laughs> I got a, a teenager. He's yeah, he's fourteen. It's a it's new to everybody because. All of a sudden, he he's his own person, and you don't mm-hmm. he doesn't want you in his space. You know what I mean? And he doesn't want you taking up his life. And yeah. you know what I mean? I was like, dang, you know what I mean? He yeah. went from the, I, I want to be with y'all all the time. To, uh, I don't want to be with y'all at all. <laughs> man, yeah, I think I told you guys before. I'm about to be a dad here in about four weeks. Yeah, you're gonna love it. It's gonna be crazy. So, anyways, that's a little recap, just so you guys understand. You know, maybe you're listening and you're not fully, you know. Because uh, I know sometimes I'll listen to something and I'll be like, oh, crap, what did I just hear? And I'll like forget. Yeah. We- so I like just little summaries just to make sure you're understanding. You know, just the impact of this is incredible. Plus, he, he talks fast and we want to recap it so that it's ingrained in all of us yeah. what is happening here. You know, yeah. God is displaying himself in another way and it's an amazing way. It's yeah. cool. All right. So we'll get back to the video and uh, see what else we're going to learn. All right. This is the third Big major global event like 9/11 has to do with a tower, but not because the plane hit the tower. 
So we come to Genesis 11, and here the world got wicked again. Look at Genesis 11 and verse 1. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. All right, and verse 4, they say, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Now, how do you write the word tower in Chinese? It's the word ta. Everybody say ta. Ta. Right? Now, notice how you write it. All the people, ren, speaking one mouth or one language. People have one speech. This is the Chinese word. Huh. So when we have one vision, one, one, one language, we speak one, one, one word, we are united together. Yep. But here, they were united for something evil. They were taking grass, and clay, and they formed the word ta. So the first time tower is used in Chinese history, it got to do with people in unity together building something. Now, look at verse 9. Therefore, its name is called Babel because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. Now, what did you say in Chinese? Bian, luan. Confusion or luan, how do you write it? It got to do with your tongue. This is the word she to or tongue. And because of tongue, now this word, this character, it is the right leg. It's your right leg. It speaks of the right leg scattering in one direction. Confusion. Because of the words, the people were scattering. Because the language was being mixed up. Now, the Chinese word for scattering is the word fen shang. And pronunciation is not so good. <laughs> I got to learn from Lulu. How do you write the word fen shang? Can you see here? Can you see here? Everybody turn your neighbor and say, look, look at pastor. Come on. All right. It is the word pa and the word tao, a knife. Why is that eight? Because... There were eight generations leading to the Tower of Babel. And they were all divided by the knife. So there was division. Now, Fen, San, San, how do you say it? San, San, Fen, San. My honey ping is not so good. <laughs> Fen, San. Now, look, Fen, San is all the people. This is where you get the word Gong. Renmin Gong He Guo Gong, right? Yeah, the Gong Zi. And this is Rou Zi Bian, flesh. And this word, Lulu, help me. This is Pu Zi Pang. Pu Zi Pang, that means followed. So, look. Put them all together. Generations were divided and all the flesh followed. So because of the Tower of Babel, all the people were scattered. And one major group went in towards the east and settled in the land of China. So they migrated. Okay, the word migrated or scattered is this word, look. Now, very interesting. Okay, this is the last space I have. Okay, so everybody look at this last space. All right. Now, how do you write this word, Tian? It was a big migration, Da. And this word, Si, which means division. So there was a big division. Where did it happen from? From the West. So Babel, to the Chinese race, is known as the West. Remember, we all have the, you know, the... the Chinese mythological story of the monkey god, he went to the west. All right, where is the west? To them, it's not America, it's not England, it is Tibet, it's towards the area. So Babel to them at that time is the west. Big division at the west. And as a result, people were scattered against Zhou Zipang. So they all scattered and settled in the land of China. Wang Di was one of the descendants. 
And in his time, the Chinese character was invented. And all these things was recorded. But they didn't just record history. Remember, Huangdi worshipped Shangdi. So there was this concept that, that God did not want to forsake relationship with men, although we have fallen into sin. How many of you know God doesn't want to give up his relationship with us? Amen. So what did God do? Well, the Old Testament tells you he instituted a system of blood sacrifice. All right, now, how do you write the word sacrifice? Just a few more, okay, then I'm done. All right, yeah. How do you, how you write sacrifice? Sacrifice. You say, ah, oh, pastor, very hard. Okay, let me see. Well, what did God do? The book of Hebrews tells us, Leviticus tells us, God says, take the cow, take the lamb, but it got to be without blemish. Siu, perfect. Kill them with a spear, offer as a sacrifice. Can you see the whole concept of the blood sacrifice is already in this one word. Especially use the sacrifice of a baby lamb. So how you write a, a yang gao or gao yang? You take a lamb, put it through fire. So the concept is take a lamb, sacrifice it, burn it. Then what do you do? Take the blood. Do you know the original Chinese word for blood is this picture of a vessel with a drop of blood inside? This is the vessel of a cup, a Chinese cup with blood inside. But then it was changed. It was changed to this word, xie. Now, how do you write xie? Xie is actually, now watch, it is blood, a dash of blood, in a vessel, min. This is the word, this is vessel. Now, you say, this is too hard. No, you're singing this all the time in the Chinese church. Since when? Well, remember the song, Above All Else? Ellie comes every week. Imagine I'm Ellie right now, long hair. You know, I... Tall, always sing like this. Here I stand, Xiang Fu Yuni. Here I stand, Kemu Yuni. Yan Chen Wei, Ni Chi Min. Every week I sing it. The whole concept of blood in a vessel, bring before the presence of God for the forgiveness of our sin. All right? Ultimately, Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God, sent by the Lord, sent by God Himself to be the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a big clap. And you know, this, He came to give us righteousness. And righteousness is this word, Lamb over me. Lamb Yang. over me. So notice, sacrifice always got to do with Lamb. Now, remember many people say, and you heard it before, what about, you know, you guys are Christians. You know, you say God loves the world, but what about ancient China? What about all this ancient China? And I got so fed up of people talking to me like this. Next time somebody talk to you, especially during this Chinese New Year, you tell them this, um, what I'm going to tell you right now. This word, thousands of years old, longer before Jesus even came. How do you write this word? Originally, you take a lamb, and you, you use your hand, you take a spear and pierce him. A spear. So the Chinese already prophesied. God will bring his lamb and people will take a spear and with their hands pierce him. And you know that happened on Calvary. Can you imagine thousands of years before Jesus came? Even his death was already prophesied in Chinese writing. Now today, my boy, 
Dayan is called Kang Yi. But in Singapore, we write in this simplified format. But notice, even this word is fantastic. It means the blood on the cross. The blood on the cross. It could mean the blood in the vessel before God, but also mean the blood ultimately that will be splattered, splattered on the cross of Calvary. So the Chinese unknowingly were expecting. Long time ago, long before Taoism and Confucianism and Buddhism came, embedded in their history, was this concept that God will one day send an ultimate Lamb of God that will die on the cross, pierce into the side, and His blood will be a sacrifice for our sin. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So can you imagine? You grow up writing all these words, and unknowingly you're writing the history of God into your heart. Well, I mean... I mean, that was a lot to take in right there. We learned that, we learned righteousness, right? And righteousness was the lamb. The lamb over me. Over me. <laughs> it's awesome. What? Like, I mean, that's the only way that God sees righteousness in us. Yep. Is, is through, through, through Jesus. The blood. The blood of Jesus. Of Jesus. Right. He doesn't see righteousness on us unless. Right. We are covered by the blood. Yeah. Okay. It's the same thing as when Passover happens. They put the blood over the door. Yeah. Right? That's the mark showing you, hey. Right. These people are clean. Yep. Leave the angel of death passes right passes over, over them. Right? So, we got righteousness. Then we got... Uh, he started with the Tower of Babel. I don't know if you want to look at oh, that. Oh, is that how far back we were? Yeah. The Tower of Babel. That's oh, we started with the Tower of yeah. Babel. So, Tower of Babel... It, it talks about one. It talks about how they wrote Tower, right? Mm -hmm. Which was uh, yeah, people, people in unity, in unity, building something, building something. Yeah, right. Ta, right? right? Yep, ta, yep. Yeah. So he, he they built the tower, yep. right? And then it says that eight generations, which yep, if you go into the the history of of the Bible biblically, biblically, and you go back to Noah all the way to Babylon. It's eight generations. Mm -hmm. So eight generations written in, in form, severed by a knife, yeah. right? Right. And scattered. Yeah. Right? Yep. And then he said the word Luan, it means confusion. Confusion. Where the right leg scattered in one direction. Like in you one were direction. Saying, the one leg is. Yeah. It's, it's if, if one leg took off and did its own thing. Right. right? Yeah. Your body, you wouldn't know what was going on. Exactly. Phantom leg. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, generations were divided. All flesh followed. All flesh followed, yeah. Yep. And then, yep, that's... That's what it says. That's that word, right? Confusion. Right. Yep. It, says gen it shows you the generations. It right. shows that they were divided. Yep. And then it shows you all flesh followed. So right. all flesh, all mankind, right, and all generations yeah. were divided. And it says that there was a big migration and there was division from the West. And the word division, right? Yeah. Is is or is it migrate? Uh, Quan is migrated. Okay, so the word migrate shows yeah. that there was a big division, right? Right. And that a group of people settled in the West. Yeah. And what he's saying is that those people were the Chinese. They settled in China because right. China is west. Is east of. Is west of uh, is east of Babylon. Of Tibet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Babylon. Whatever they were thinking. And of. Babylon is west. Right. Of yeah. China. So the, right. yeah, that's. Yeah. Um, I'm not good with the. No, I said it wrong directions. the first time. Thanks for correcting me. And so so uh, so, 
in every symbol of their word of their language is Genesis. Yeah. The the creation story, Babylon. Yeah. They they've recorded history just in their language. In their language. So as these kids like like Marshall was saying, as these kids are learning, they're learning the creation story without even knowing it. Right. Right? Without even knowing it. And then it gets it gets even better, right? Because then it starts to talk about Right. Because he says uh right here, he said, God still wants a relationship with us. Yeah. Even Despite though we're the, sinful. The sin, Genesis six and then Genesis eleven, you've got man elevating themselves to want to be God. like yeah, want to yeah. be even Satan himself would never say that. Only humans are foolish enough to say they want to be above God. Satan says, I will be like the most high. Yeah. I think in Isaiah fourteen. But humans are foolish enough to say, Oh no, what? Yeah, we're dumb. We're we're dumb enough to think, oh no, I can be above, you know. Yeah, like right now, I mean it's insane. It's crazy. But uh but yeah, so yeah, so we so we, we build a tower. Yeah. And that what is that oh that I just learned this today. That word means something. The the the, the, the babble, the word, uh uh shoot, it's not obelisk, it's there's another word for it. Anyways, but essentially means portal. Oh wow! And uh, and and what what they were trying to do in building this tower is it twofold: one, elevating themselves to the position, and then also building a portal to the gods. And the word Babel apparently means portal to the gods. Oh wow! And so that's what they were trying to accomplish. Is you know, I don't know. Maybe they were just trying to recreate what happened in Genesis six. You know, what when the sons of God came down and they mated with women in in the Tower of Babel because. You know the um, the idea that they were just building a tall tower. I don't mm-hmm. think that's enough for God to like be like, "Hey, you can't build that tall no, tower." No, they because they... we we've built probably taller towers than I don't know maybe than the Tower of Babel. They were trying to to uh, make they, a they found portal. A way. They found yeah. a way. They either because yeah. they all spoke one language. Right. They all had an intellect that was yeah given to them from angelic people. Right yeah. and God, right? Right. So you're talking about a, a race of people, generation different, different races, really, of people, yep. right? But all spoke the same language and were advanced. Yep. This is why we find all these uh, things that are cut clean and yeah, all that, right. because we don't understand that in that time, these people all spoke the same. They communicated the same language. They they have the same thought process. Everything they've all learned in accordance. Yeah. So man, their vision is going to be executed. And he says it in in this sermon, but he says, you know, they were united in evil. Yeah. But they were still united. Yes. They were completely unified, and we're going to see that again in the end times when the whole world unites under the you know the yeah. man, the man of sin. Yeah. But they were all like you said, one language. They were all united. They had just crazy intellects. I'm assuming they were a lot smarter than we are today, like just because you know, For like sure. what you're talking about. You know, these stones are so big that we've said this before, but just in case anybody's never heard this before, like for example, the tower. Sorry, the pyramids. These stones are cut to perfection and they're placed as if you were placing together a puzzle. There's no mortar. It's just cut in such a way that the, that the tower will fit or the, the pyramid will fit together perfectly. But it's there's no mortar and these stones are so heavy that no combination of cranes today could lift even in, one of them. In the corridor, there's a, in the corridors, there are solid pieces of granite that weigh 15 tons. Right. Solid pieces of granite. Like yeah. you're talking about a solid piece of granite right. that weighs 15 tons and it's set up yeah. in the ceiling right. and on the side and on the bottom. Yeah, and it's it's just – How cut. do you do that? We don't, we don't, yeah, we don't know how they did it. 
but somehow we're you know the whole evolution theory is just it, you got to throw it out. You, 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 when you start looking at history, you got to realize that ancient man was very very intelligent. We cannot build the pyramids today, man. Yeah, and they're made out of dirt and and granite, yeah. you know, like limestone and all that. Yeah, like and a lot of that stuff wasn't even in the location they built the dang things. Right. So, they so how did they get them? So they would have had to, yeah. Somehow they transported these, you know, these freaking fifteen ton stones, and then they put them in place perfectly. Like we just don't know how they did it because we can't do it today. Yeah. So, but the the point of that is, despite our rebellion, despite our total defiance, right? God still wants the relationship with us. Yes. And this is the part that people that you need to understand about God. He's both perfectly righteous, but he's also infinitely loving. Oh yeah. So he must he you know, just like any good judge if if he's before a criminal, he must punish that criminal for for their crimes. That's what a good judge does. Yeah. So God must be a righteous judge and we're talking about not only murders, not only, you know, thief, but like God will punish even lying. Jesus, we were just talking the about lying this. Lying is not a good thing. We, we just talked about this the last time, but I, when I was reading the sermon on the mount. We all tell lies, but Yeah, but Jesus elevates it to a higher standard. He says, "You've said You've heard it say, you know, do not, you know, do not commit adultery. I say unto you, if you look at a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery yeah. in your heart. So Jesus takes the standard and makes it more impossible to yeah, adhere he's to. saying you can't do it. Right. And so God, well, we've got a problem because we want God wants to reconcile our our relationship, but there's no way that I can ever meet the standard of righteousness there's that no, God has no set. No amount of work, no amount yeah. of discipline, no amount of anything that you could do. And so this whole net, this whole last section, he's talking about this how the sacrificial system is written in their language. I don't know if this is before or maybe during the time of Leviticus. I don't know how the timeline goes, but either way, you've got pro- both both a prophecy of the coming lamb that will be sacrificed, mm. and also the sacrificial system in their language. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we we were at. We're right there. So what? what so is we that got word? sacrifice is X I. Is that Z? I can't remember G? how to pronounce it. G. Yeah. So it, the word is you take a cow or take a lamb. Yeah. Without blemish. Without blemish. Has to be perfect. Has to be perfect. And then you kill it with the spear. You kill it with a spear. Offer it with a sacrifice. Uh-huh. And, and then it also you take yep, take the lamb. And you burn and you burn it. So in sacrifice, the whole ritual that the Hebrews followed right. is written in one word. Yeah, right. Yeah. Incredible. All of the characters lead up to that whole ritual. Right. The whole ritual is in the word sacrifice. And, and when you read when you read through Leviticus, it can be a little, you know, oh, tedious. Gosh, disgusting too. Yeah. I mean when you when you think about it literally, this is the blood religion. I mean it's this, this is no joke, you know. Like yeah. this, and this is to show like just how serious like sin is. It on the, like it's just yeah. gross, and I mean, you know the smell of yeah. When you think about like actually being there and when they had to regularly sacrifice, I mean, it would have been disgusting. You would have yeah. been like, but th- this is the the reason why we that 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 sacrificial system was necessary is because. The, it's this is how serious sin is to God. It's the price of blood. It's the price of blood, and but not only blood, death, right? but innocent, innocent, innocent blood. blood. And so this is how serious sin it's is. The reason to why God. Cain's offering wasn't accepted, yeah, right? Right. Because you're giving me grain when you can grow grain, and yeah, the next right. day, right, the next day you have another bushel of grain, right? And he's giving me the the perfect lamb. Yeah, you know. The best thing that he's got, that yeah. he's grown, he's tended to, he's loved, he's cared for. 
Mm-hmm. He gives that to me, and you you want me to say, uh, oh yeah, grain works, right? Yeah, no, it's it's a, an example yeah. of of what it takes in order to make atonement to to God, yeah, right? You know, and it's like you're saying, it's the perfect lamb. Yeah, and then we go on to what's the next next word we go to? Um, okay, so it's got. The, the blood vessel with the drop of blood inside, that's that X. And, no, right? the, first it's a vessel, right? Yeah, right. In so, ancient Chinese, it's a vessel. Yeah, it's a vessel a with a drop of blood inside of and it. And then the vessel changes. Yeah. Uh, and now it's just a dash on top yeah, of the vessel. A da- dash of blood and then the X, which is... And then the X is for... Um, still the vessel, right? Yeah, but it means something else. What does it mean? It means a... What is the... Is it for righteousness? I don't know. I don't know what was that word that he came up with. Well, anyway, it's it might be righteousness. Yeah. He says, but it's basically oh righteousness. You're right, righteousness yeah. because you have the X and then you have a blood on, on the X. Right. Well, that's blood on the cross. A prophetic, yeah. yeah, right. A prophetic symbol, right? That in order for you to be righteous, yeah, there had to be bloodshed on the cross. Right. And and this is he talks about Hebrews here, but this is an important thing to understand in Hebrews because you've got. For, for, for the Jews, for what, I think 2,000 years, they're, they're doing this sacrificial system, right? Mm-hmm. They're kill, regularly killing they have to. animals now. But it, uh, according to Hebrews, he says, but the blood of bulls and goats cannot remit sins. Mm. So this is all just a placeholder yeah. preparing the way yes. or continuing to prophesy right. for finally when the, when, the, when the Lamb of God. When the perfect Lamb of the God. The perfect Lamb comes and he is righteous, perfect, blameless. And so you, you've got, this is how much God loves and us. And God puts it in just the perfect wording too. To us, a child is born. Yeah. And to us, a son is given. Because the child is yeah. born for us as the redeemer for all of us, right? right? As, yeah. as the savior. But he died, he's given. Right. His son is given. Yeah. In death for us to be made righteous. Yep. <laughs> and so that that this is how gracious loving merciful god is is that when there was no path for me to be made right with god right in my own strength i could sacrifice as many bulls and goats but it will actually never remit my sins Mm -mm. i cannot get right with god on my own yeah because it's just a it's just a an appeasement right? right exactly you're just atoning yeah right yeah it's not true uh it's not true remission it's not true like forgiveness yet it's not true forgiveness I'm not, you know, I'm not an heir. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, no. a son of God. You know? Right. And so, so the, God knows that we can't do it. He and so He comes down Himself and offers Himself. Himself. So, and this is the thing. So it, the it, judge, right? Yeah, like you were ahead. saying, becomes the person that takes on right, the crime. Right. Exactly. And th- and this goes back to and it, when um, remember that is some mercy, right? Yeah. There. Exactly. That's a, this is the that's the gospel message is that. God could, if he gave us justice, we would all have to be rightly punished because he's a good judge. Oh, I just so did. We, he, if God, <laughs> God is a righteous judge, so he must punish sin, all sins, right? But because he wants relationship with us, he offers himself a sacrifice. Mm. And this goes back to uh, in Genesis when, um, when uh, Abraham, or is it Genesis? When, when, when Abraham was asked to offer his son Isaac. And he's getting ready to do it. And then right as he's about to do it, God says, God says, stop, I will provide myself a sacrifice. Yeah. And so he's not only saying he's going to provide literally a a, a, a ram that's in, that's in caught in the thickets, but he will also provide himself. You know that that Abraham was such a man of God that he went up and did that, but he knew 
And in fact, when he tells his son that the Lord will provide a sacrifice, yeah. God had already told him that I will I will provide you the sacrifice. Yeah, right. So when he placed his son on the altar, he he would have killed him, sure. Yeah. But he knew that God would would provide the sacrifice. Yeah. So he went through with it because somehow God was going to do right. it. Right. Yeah. And God stayed stayed his hand. Yeah. Total the angel stayed his hand. Total trust of Yeah, total trust know, of God's word. He's seeing it in an impossible situation, you know, for Abraham from Abraham's perspective, it's just Impossible. Yeah. Well, from Isaac's. Yeah. Right. Golly, man. Yeah. Hey, Dad, how? What? Where's the sacrifice? <laughs> well, the Lord will provide it. Yeah. So it's just incredible, you know, seeing the, the, the this whole Bible story from from the beginning of creation to the flood mm-hmm. to the Tower of Babel to the to the prophecy that the Lamb is going to be. Killed by a spear, and, and, and he talks about it. How yes. the man will take a spear and he will pierce the lamb. Is that the is that the word sacrifice? Uh, word? Yeah, the, uh, I think that's the word sacrifice. Yeah, and and he, so he's saying that that's a, a prophecy of how Jesus is going to be pierced. And like you mentioned it about, you say why 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 and when he was on the cross? Yeah, you said why oh, did yeah. they break his legs? Why don't they break his legs? Because of course in the in the prophecies they said that uh, that no bone yeah sh- should be broken. Right. Right. So none of the bones of Jesus were broken. But it's it's as the word is Jesus, right? The word yeah. of God. If you pour yourself into the word, right? Out of that will come righteousness, meaning yeah. you will be made clean. So whenever they pierce his side, right? Mm-hmm. Blood doesn't come. Blood comes out, but you know what really comes out? Mostly comes out? Water. Yeah. Because he purified right. the blood. And when it sprayed on the guy who, who speared him, the guy immediately was yeah. like, "This is this is this is the Son of Man. This is God. Right? We just killed God. You yeah. know, like I couldn't imagine what that. Like I don't know. I would almost be suicidal at that point. Yeah. You know, but instead, the grace fell upon him. Yeah. Right. You know, and he understood. You know what I mean? Which I think is incredible because in the whole picture of what Jesus is saying, he. Uh, provided that imagery right in that instance when that guy speared him and it went on to him. Right. Because he realized that Jesus was God. Yeah. You know what I mean? So his sins could be forgiven too. Right. Even the spearing of, the, yeah. of God was forgiven. Yeah, man. If you're any For guys who are listening to this, you got to gra- grab a hold of this thing, man. It's like, this is how loving our God is, you know? It's incredible. He's, he's revealed himself in so many ways. Not He's revealed himself through creation. He's revealed himself through the Chinese language. He's revealed himself through his word. He's revealed himself through his son. You know, he's revealed himself through prophets. God will never, ever leave you without a messenger. There's always going to be an opportunity. If you're alive, if you've been alive for any amount of time, you will have had multiple opportunities to receive the grace, the mercy that God offers. There's only two ways to get to heaven. He can be perfect and never sin. Or... (laughs) You can accept the blood, accept the sacrifice, accept the, the the spotless lamb of God, and say yes, Lord. I, you know what? What that was that the verse in Romans that if whoever says Jesus is Lord, you know, will be saved. Mm-hmm. You accept Jesus as Lord, and the thief on the cross, 
there was two thieves, right? Or I yeah. think there were two thieves. One was mocking him. One was reviling him. Oh, if you can, if you can, if you're God, why don't you take yourself off this cross yeah. and call your angels and all that Just stuff? Just foolishly mocking the the Son of God, That's the demon inside. And then the other thief, yeah, he says, he's like, "Hey, man, shut up, dude." Yeah. This guy's good. We're bad. We deserve him here. This yeah. guy's good. Yeah. And all he says to Jesus is, remember me in your kingdom. And then Jesus t- says to him, today you'll be with me in paradise. Jeez, all bro. he did was acknowledge Just, the, the kingship of oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. And he said, remember me in your kingdom. Bam, he's in. He's in. That's it. And like, so, in his whole life as a thief. Right. Yeah, one escaping through the flames. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. He, he, he might not have had rewards. He might not have had... But, Still, it ain't gonna matter he's, in he's heaven, saved. bro. He's saved. It ain't gonna matter in heaven. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, you, you can have all the gold in the world, but I'm walking on gold streets, bro. Yeah. Like you can, the gold so pure you can see through it, man. Yeah. Come on. Seriously, you are rehearsing the story of the Bible. Ooh, so shit. John three sixteen say, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life or eternal life. The word eternal life or young in the ancient writing is this. It says it means when the Lamb comes, He will wash you like water, all your sins away. Today we use this word "yong," which also means the same thing. When the blood comes, He will wash you like water, and all your sins will be washed as white as snow. Hallelujah! You want to clap? Give the Lord a big clap. How? Are you saved today? You are saved through faith. So Romans 10 verse 8 says, With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So what is faith? Faith is when a man uses his mouth to confess. And that confession will bring to faith that will lead to grace that lead to salvation. Oh, come on. Give the Lord a big clap right now. Isn't this amazing? So you say, Wow. Never realize this. So the next time somebody tells you, hey, you're a Chinese, shouldn't you be this, this, this? Say, no. Long before this, 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 we have all this. They say, oh, you, you embrace an American faith. You yeah. embrace the faith of George W. Bush or Obama. You say, no. You say, it's not true. You say, a long time ago, Scared? even as a little boy, a little girl, I, so I learned hope. to write all these words. The story of God from Genesis to the flood, Babel, to the sacrificial system, to the coming of Christ dying on the cross, to the way I can be to what faith is all about. God is the God of the Chinese people. I'm going back to my roots. I'm going back to my culture. You want to clap? Give the Lord a big clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you want to learn even more amazing thing about God in ancient China? Come back next week. I want to close the night by going to Acts 17. Acts 17. I know this Chinese New Year, many of you have many stories to tell now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Acts 17 and verse 22. Acts 17 and verse 22. Next week when you come, I'm going to tell you an amazing story. You know, my, my dad named me un- after a Chinese emperor. His Kisa. name is Kangxi. So I asked my dad one day when we were, in, uh, we were in Taiwan and we were in the Chinese museum. And there was a lot of stuff about Kangxi. And one of the, the things that was on display was that Kangxi was a convert. He was a Christian. And how he was praising God. So next week I'll tell you more about him.
the greatest emperor in China, a believer of Jesus Christ. And I asked my dad, I said, why didn't you name my, why didn't, why didn't you write my Chinese name exactly like him? Nah. If I do that, all your friends will laugh at you. But anyway, next week, I'll tell you more about Kangxi. And it's, it's an amazing story. So next week, no more writing lessons, okay? But I'll tell you a very exciting story. But in Acts 17 and verse 22, Paul came to Athens. And Paul did not scold the people for the idolatry. He says, men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. And then he says in verse 22, I was passing through and considering the object of your worship, and I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. I tell you, this is our job. This is our job in China, in Taiwan, here in Singapore, and all throughout the Chinese-speaking world. Chinese people are like the men of Athens. We are very religious. We are very superstitious. We are scared of ghosts and kui all the time. <laughs> You know, everything is goes here and goes there. You know, yang <laughs> kui. You know, we are, we are very religious people. And what we need to do is point them because Chinese people are searching for God. And we got to tell them the God that you've been searching for is the same God the first emperor of China worship is the God Shangdi. You don't know his name, but to the Hebrew, he's called Yahweh or Jehovah. To the Christian, he's called Jesus Christ. And to the Chinese people from the beginning, he's called Shangdi. And look at verse 26. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined the pre-appointed times and the boundaries of habitation. So even while you may not know God, God has already included you into his plan to save you. He wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to tell you his story and tell your roots and your cultural heritage and tell you that he wants to bless you and he has a good plan for you to make you the head and not the tail, to prosper you. Oh, give the Lord a big hand. Look at verse 27 now. So that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for Him and find Him, though He is not far from each one of us. So God is not far. He's just a breath away. Do you know the moment you were born, for many of you, how many of you here are Chinese? Lift up your hand. How many of you learned to write Chinese as a young boy or girl? Put up. As a young child, even when you write the word Tian, a simple word, God was trying to reveal Himself to you. I'm the one bigger than all the big on the earth. When you, when you write all these words, God is near you, trying to show you. Come to me, all those that are heavy laden. You see, He's orchestrating all the human events, even the bad times, even the economic recession. So that every one of us have the greatest chance to know Him and to experience Him and to encounter Him as the true Savior and God of all the earth. Hallelujah. Come on, you want to clap? Give the Lord a big clap tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, give the Lord a big hand. Musicians come up right now. Hallelujah. How many of you tonight suddenly realize, hey, God really has been show, trying to show Himself to me since I was born. Put up your hands right now. Can we trust Him then? Can we trust Him who is so interested in us? Can we trust this God, this Heavenly Father? Stupid. Well, that man, was awesome. just amazing. Like, yeah. um, there is more to this. Uh, so I think we're going to open it up to another session, but it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to tell you, going to explain how they realized that this language contained all of this stuff. Okay. And it's because of a Jesuit priest that was that went over to China. Uh-huh. He became immersed in their culture. Mm. And his name is Matteo Riki. And he got immersed in their culture and he learned his Confucianism. 
Mm. He learned uh, uh, Buddhism, and he learned to write in Chinese. He learned to talk in Chinese. Okay. And when he learned to write in Chinese, that's when he realized really that Zhang Di was no different yeah. than Jehovah. Wow. They are one and the same. In fact, he's 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 written a statement. There's some a statement that says, after for, uh, their investigation and being immersed in the culture or something like that, he says, yeah. Zhang Di and Jehovah of the Bible are only different in name. Yeah. Otherwise, they're exactly the same. It's amazing. So so we'll 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 uh, pick up that on the uh, on the next session. But yeah. To recap what we just heard. He's telling the Chinese people that, you know, he ends with this verse like, I'm not far, I'm just a breath away. Yeah. The very language that they learn to write and talk, you use breath when you talk. Yeah. God is revealing himself to them. So he's only a breath away. Yeah, right. It's just amazing that uh, God has revealed himself to me through the Chinese language. I couldn't imagine being Chinese, bro, and oh hearing gosh. this. Oh my gosh, yeah, the significance of it. Yeah, the impact. Yeah. Every person in the audience that they show in this video, as Marshall has said time and time again, every single, you cannot find a person without a notepad writing something down. Yeah. They are just taking notes like, like mad, just yeah. every time. Because... This impacts everything that they've learned, you know, everything about their culture today because their culture is real closed, yeah. right? And there's a reason for that. And the reason is because of, unfortunately, our Roman Catholic zealots. Mm -hmm. We had the Jesuit go over there. He came over there. And he condemned them because Chinese people honor their ancestors. Mm. They don't worship them. They honor them. Mm. And they say that that's pagan oh, ritual yeah. stuff and all mm. that kind of demon worship and all that. And it's like, and the emperor even appe appealed to the, to the Pope. I can't remember the Pope's name at the time. Even appealed to him saying, hey, we don't worship our ancestors. Mm-hmm. We honor them, you know, yeah. it's part of our culture, but because of the ignorance and arrogance yeah. of the religious person, mm. they basically said that either you have to denounce all your ancestry or or you're not part of part of the faith. Yeah. And the emperor was like, "You know what? If 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 I ever heard of man manipulating God's work to do the devil's work, he says this is it right here." Really? Yeah. That's what the that's the emperor's response to that. He's like, "How can and even the Jesuits who went over there cuz there was more than Matteo Ricci, there was mm -hmm. a few of them that went over there." He says, "How can you turn something so good yeah. Into something so bad. Hmm. And he says, from this point forward, we will not allow 
any oh wow outside westerners to come and preach christianity right. in china again yeah Wow, and it's such a big part of their history, as we as we saw. Yeah, because of religious leaders, dude. Reli- right. Religion is what put Jesus on the cross. Yeah, it was the religious uh, Pharisees and Sadducees that put Jesus on the cross, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, these people because they're so. What would you say? Higher than, you know, yeah. untouchable. You know, they rip off their all that garbage. Yeah. You know, when God walked into their presence, they they had been in the forest for so long they couldn't even see the trees, dude. Yeah. And so they put Jesus on the cross because of their religious religiosity. Right. They couldn't get over themselves. Yeah. That's sad, man. And the thing is, is it's not just the Pharisees and the Sadducees. It was the whole group of people, all of them, right? Because yeah. that's the way it has to be. Uh, you know, so there's no anti-Semitic thing in the, in there. It's basically saying we knew that they knew that 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 religion was the law of the land, basically. Yeah, the Hebrew people did, right? Mm-hmm. So therefore. When Jesus got crucified, all of them were responsible for it right. because nobody stood up and said no. Well, and what they said when 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 Pilate was trying to basically kind of talk them down a little bit. Yeah, Pilate was trying to talk them out of it. They basically said... And Pilate was gross. I mean, this guy loved to sacrifice people. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, dude. I don't know anything about Pilate, but I know he was... Uh, well, anyways, obviously he was a, kind of a coward, but... Either way, he said he's trying to talk him down, and then what they said to him was, "Let his blood be on us and on our children and on our children's children." So that's which how much a, they wanted to kill him. Which is which is a prophetic thing in in Jewish religion, right? Right. It goes to the third generation. So that was their response to the King of Kings. You know, I mean, and and Jesus said, you know, he said it to him. You know, for, for what sin do you want to kill me? You know, I've, I've healed your people. You know, I've preached in your synagogues. For what sin do you? And they say, it's not for a sin, it's for blasphemy. You know, it's it's like they just, they couldn't see it. You know, they, they couldn't see that he was. Because he's a man. Right. Because he was a man like us. Right. They could not see that that was God. Right. It's the same thing with the Islamic faith. They can't see that God can fit. Right. Into doesn't a, a, just doesn't a, a it's a normal, contradiction a normal for them. man it's a contradiction however but they can see him in the bush right like god can be in a bush but he can't be in a man yeah i love nabil yeah, he's, yeah. he's like so can god right reveal himself in a bush <laughs> but he can't re- yeah, like right. you're i mean yeah. you gotta choose man you know i was anyways well, well i could go on go, i keep going yeah so maybe we should wrap it up but yeah so yeah, so, uh, amazing stuff. We're amazing here. stuff. I hope that your mind was blown by everything that you learned, yeah. by everything that you saw. Um, I just want to—I'll say it real quick. I just—I hope that in this in this podcast, what we're doing is just continuing to just amaze you with, and then just show you just how amazing God really is. Yes. So that I would hope, my my, my hope would that be if someone were really maybe an atheist when they're watching our stuff after a few videos, they would just be like, man. That's a lot of evidence. That's hard to, it's getting harder and harder to say no, you know. Um, 
And you know, our 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 heart's desire is to lead people, you know, to, to yes. the truth, right? Because this is the thing, like, no matter how much you criticize the Bible, no matter how much you criticize God, how much you criticize Jesus, he's gonna turn out to be true. Because mm. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. So no matter how much you criticize the truth, it's still gonna be true. And that's what I did when I was nineteen. I tried truly criticized this, you know, this Christian thing, and I really tried to. I, I think that's a, a good way to get to Christ. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have gone that way. Yeah, and some some people are the biggest like critics ever, like just, and they're like, okay, I'm about, I'm about to prove I'm this thing crush wrong. This thing. I'm going to show that, hey, man, this is this is totally wrong. This is false. And then what ends up happening is they become apologists. <laughs> yeah. And now they're preaching at college campuses, telling people, hey, man, you got to believe in Jesus. books upon yeah. books about and their And their initial intent was to disprove. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's all I wanted to say. It's just, yeah. it's, well, this, is what, this is our hope. This is our hope. Well, and not only that, like, approach it with an open mind, you know, like, like look at all the evidence, not just what we're saying. And don't take our word for it. Don't take Kong He's word for it. Dive in. Go into that word and go and try and find your contradictions. But make sure you read the whole context. Make sure you know the culture. Make sure you know the the pretext. You know, yeah. you gotta know those kind of things when you're reading the word of God. You can't just read it in some superfluous way. You gotta really like dive into it. You gotta uh, go to the accordant uh, the concordance and make sure you know what the meaning is. Yeah. You know, all of that stuff. In what context that anybody is saying anything, and then look at the prophecies and 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 see how those are fulfilled and how in in precision they're filled. Yeah, you know, like we were talking about Joe Morrow, right? And he's talking about how on the, how the threshing floor they're gonna get the living water and pour it out, right? Mm-hmm. And this is when Jesus shows up, right? And he goes, you know, and 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 the guy says the the right. He says, "Oh Lord," he holds it up. And he goes. Please give us the living water. And as soon as he says that, Jesus enters the court. You know what I mean? No way. And then he, those, those guys start to stone this, the girl who's, you know. Caught in adultery? Yes. Okay. And then he goes and he goes to lean down. I'm, paraf- uh, I'm doing this as quick as I can. Yeah. Lean down and he starts writing in the sand. Well, for, for years, for 30 plus years, I was like, so he wrote in the sand. And that's uh-huh. where we could draw a line in the sand, all that kind of uh-huh. stuff. But he starts writing in the sand. Well, the, those guys put the rocks down and split, man. You know, like he right. he uh, is with no sin, cast the first stone. Well, when he starts writing in the in the in the dirt, they split. They get in fear. Uh-huh. The reason why is because in the Jewish culture, it actually is prophesied uh-huh. that he will write your name in in the sand. You know, like. There's verses that back that up. Really? Yeah. So when they saw that, yeah, the master will write your name in the sand. He was writing their names. He was writing their names. And so and, they... And it terrified them. It terrified them because they knew that he was God. Wow. Bro. <laughs> yeah, the, the people that interacted with Jesus, there was there's only two responses to when you meet Jesus. You either follow him and call him Lord or you want, or you they want, or you want to kill him? Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, the people that met him, you know, of all the people that meet him, no one, no one was like, you know what? He's a good guy. I think I want to listen to him. I'm not sure, but I'm, I think I want to listen to him. Nobody reacted like that. It was either okay, I want to kill this guy, or, or 
He's Lord. He's the Lord. He is God. I'm gonna, I want to follow this guy. He speaks with authority. Yeah, I mean, he, he was, and he even said in Matthew 10, you know, I've come not to bring peace, but a sword, to divide men's hearts. Yeah. You know, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. And when you read the word of God, either you just have this visceral reaction where you're just like, ah, man, turn that thing off. You gnash your teeth and you want to kill him just like they killed uh, uh, was it not, uh, Stephen. Yeah. Or you're you're just broken and, yeah. and you and you read it and you're like the tax collector. Yeah. You beat your chest and you just say, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Yeah. And that's your response. And you're like, God, you're so merciful. And, and, and God's looking for the servant that is, 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 comes in humility and brokenness. Yeah. Because that's where God is the strongest, is in your humility yeah. and in your brokenness. So if you ever feel like you're not good enough, if you ever feel like, you know, you just don't measure up, guess what? God's looking for you. Yeah. You know? That's why he took the people who couldn't talk well. He took the fishermen and the, the tax collector, the people that were yeah. like gross, you know, stinky, or the guy that the yeah. the people that were stinky and salty, you know, in, in their in their persona, or the tax collector. People hated hated those guys them. were traitors. Yeah, they were traitors to their own culture. Right. So they were thieves know, and they were traitors. I mean, you know, he took he took the sinner basically, the yeah. sinner in society's eyes, but also the sinner in just being. We're all sinners. Yeah. So we're all included in that. So we just want to give you the opportunity again. If you have any desire to know Jesus or uh, want to become saved, you can uh, email us at thechoicepodcast at outlook.com and it'll be on the screen for you there. And uh, we will answer any questions. It doesn't have to be about salvation. It could be about our podcast. It could be about information, where we got it from, all that kind of thing. Anything, any kind of questions that we can't answer, we will. And if we don't know the answer, we'll do our best to get the information that you need. Again, <clears throat> we thank y'all for coming up, coming with us on this journey. And uh, we really appreciate that you, you stuck with us. And we hope that you were enlightened like we were. Uh, and we just want to say uh, thanks. Thanks, guys.